Hi everyone, you're listening to Atomic Heart. I'm your host Adam C, broadcasting from the third floor of Meho House, a beautiful heritage building located within the Shakyamuni community in Hong Kong. This is episode 21. Atomic Heart is the platform where I give an update about my writing journey and all the struggles and insights along the way. I'm not a creative writing teacher, and I'm certainly not in a position to teach you how to write because everyone does it differently. But I am very serious about my craft, and as I mentioned in the last episode, I like to take a step back from reading my own works on this program, and will instead be reading from the works of other established authors. And I have a delicious piece ready for you today. On this program, we don't analyze the passages I read. There won't be any discussion questions that follow, or any kind of uh,、um, analysis, or trying to find out what the meaning is. All I'm doing here is I'm just going to read them by tasting the words and to try and see the dream that the writer was trying to paint. The passage I'm about to read is taken from a short story by one of my favorite writers of all time. In the previous episode, I had mentioned that I will read something by this writer, and in this particular passage,、um, oh, first I need to tell you that this story is told in the first person. So here we have the narrator describing an old man who claims to be related. To almost everyone who appears in the local newspaper headlines,、uh, anyone really, no matter good or bad news,、um, the news could be just gossips or、um, some news of achievements or accidents, bankruptcies, and in this case, it was a murder. A man,、uh, a factory worker, had murdered his wife, and it's in the newspapers. The whole city is talking about the murder, and here comes this old man once again, claiming to know the murderer, claiming to be related to him, saying how they are brothers. It's really curious how this old man, who appeared earlier in the story,、uh, is now saying、uh, he knows this person and that person, and he just kind of drifts in on the narrator and starts to lay claims to having been very close to this murderer and how they were brothers. Yesterday morning, a heavy fog lay over our village here at the edge of the city, and I went for a walk in the early morning. As I returned out of the lowlands into our hill country, I met the old man whose family has so many and such strange ramifications. 
For a time, he walked beside me, holding the little dog in his arms. It was cold, and the dog whined and shivered. In the fog, the old man's face was indistinct. It moved slowly back and forth with the fog banks of the upper air, and with the tops of trees. He spoke of the man who has killed his wife and whose name is being shouted in the pages of the city newspapers that come to our village each morning. As he walked beside me, he launched into a long tale concerning a life he and his brother, who has now become a murderer, once lived together. He is my brother," he said over and over, shaking his head. He seemed afraid I would not believe there was a fact that must be established. We were boys together, that man and I," he began again. "You see, we played together in a barn back of our father's house. Our father went away to sea in a ship." That was the way our names became confused. You understand that. We have different names, but we are brothers. We had the same father. We played together in a barn back of our father's house. For hours we lay together in the hay in the barn, and it was warm there. Fog. The slender body of the old man became like a little gnarled tree. Then it became a thing suspended in air. It swung back and forth like a body hanging on the gallows. The face beseeched me to believe the story the lips were trying to tell. In my mind, everything concerning the relationship of men and women became confused, a muddle. The spirit of the man who had killed his wife came into the body of the little old man there by the roadside. It was striving to tell me the story it would never be able to tell in the courtroom in the city, in the presence of the judge. The whole story of mankind's loneliness, of the effort to reach out to unattainable beauty, try to get itself expressed. From the lips of a mumbling old man, crazed with loneliness, who stood by the side of a country road on a foggy morning, holding a little dog in his arms. The arms of the old man held the dog so closely that it began to whine with pain. A sort of convulsion shook his body. The soul seemed striving to wrench itself out of the body, to fly away through the fog, down across the plain to the city, to the singer, the politician, the millionaire, the murderer, to its brothers, cousins, sisters, down in the city. The intensity of the old man's desire was terrible, and in sympathy, my body began to tremble. 
His arms tightened about the body of the little dog so that it cried with pain. I stepped forward and tore the arms away, and the dog fell to the ground and lay whining. No doubt it had been injured. Perhaps ribs had been crushed. The old man stared at the dog lying at his feet, as in the hallway of the apartment building the worker from the bicycle factory had stared at his dead wife. We are brothers, he said again. We have different names, but we are brothers. Our father, you understand, went off to the sea. Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan, and we are Mr. Big. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. I hope you've enjoyed episode 21 of Atomic Heart. The excerpt I read was taken from the short story Brothers by Sherwood Anderson. It appeared in the short story collection The Triumph of the Egg, a book of impressions from American life in tales and poems published in 1921. I really like Sherwood Anderson's works. I'm a huge fan of his book Winesburg, Ohio, and I mentioned that in the last episode. His writing is very simple. He doesn't use too many fancy words. His sentences are pretty straightforward, um, at times even repetitive and clunky, nothing too fancy about him. But I like the way he makes his storytelling very human and the way he explores loneliness is something that really I find very touching. But anyways, I just hope that you uh, enjoy that passage and you're able to uh, get something out of it that you can use towards your art. Again, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Lately, I've been editing a lot. Um, I'm working on four short stories and I refer to them as my Hong Kong Quartet. I live and write in Hong Kong, and I'm about to leave here. And so these are the four pieces that I really want to complete and have them published before I leave. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll tell you more about them next time. Or uh, hopefully I will uh, have completed them, or at least one of them, by the time the next episode rolls around. So next time, remember to keep it real and stay true to yourself. I'll see you next time. Bye now.